White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox. If you want to leave us a voice message, 312-566-8727, which I saw a couple today, or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. You might sound a little different. Me and Chris are together, but we're somewhere on location. Chris, how are you going? Uh, how am I going? How are you going? going? Where are you going? I'm going down State Street, that great street, as they say. <laughs> and we are brought to you today uh, by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. Um, I don't know. This is, I. could they pull me over for, for reading ad copy uh, while driving? But uh, you're, you're at a stop sign right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing it safely here, folks. Um, yeah, so we are in my car driving Herb home. He was kind enough to extend his extra ticket to me uh, to the game tonight as the Sox are victorious. Where's Bill Walton? He's in the back seat here with me. Uh, Bill, I'm sure you had a great night. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. And uh, six to three winners the White Sox are. They they sweep the brief two-game series with the Buckos. And there is some news here before we get to the game itself. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say thanks again for uh, the tickets tonight. And I will let our listeners know that Herb Lawrence gets petrified when a foul ball comes screaming back at us. I'm not trying to act like I'm super cool and I'm going to make the play, but I think Herb is uh, taken into a new level of anxiety here. Uh, the the expletives begin to fly as soon as that ball comes off the bat and it's headed anywhere near our section. What's going on there, Herb? I'm not scared. I'm just <laughs> recognizing the ball is in the air. I'm pointing it out to you guys and making sure that you know. Because sometimes people's heads are in the phones yeah, or somewhere like me, else. Yeah. Those balls, and we were in Shane Reardon's seats tonight, <laughs> right behind home plate. He's a rich guy. As we pass by the Chicago Theater right now, looking beautiful. Yes. Uh, Who's going to be playing? <laughs> I don't even know. September 21st, it's going to be Mountain Joy and Trampled, Trampled by, by Turtles. turtles. I my like, favorite I bands. like Turtles. <laughs> um, yeah, so when that ball comes screaming back, and you start cussing, and uh, we, we were talking about Dan Bernstein, whose philosophy is the second he sits down in a ballpark, find the kid that he's going to give the potential foul ball to, which I think is... Uh, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Your philosophy on the foul ball to a kid is what? Because I, I believe you're a pro giving it to kid, but you don't like the scouting beforehand, premeditation? What's the... I guess I am not automatically peer pressure, hey, give the ball to a kid. F that kid. <laughs> that kid has his whole, his or her own <laughs> life to catch a ball. 42-year-old Herb Lawrence has never caught a ball. Wow. And guess what? No goddamn adult was giving me a ball when I was a kid. Oh, techno. So, sorry, kids. You're out. You're not, I'm not Brendan McCaffrey who's giving out balls to people in Pittsburgh. Yeah. If I catch a ball, 
You're effed up, kid. We'll see you on that day. Yeah. But I'm going to catch that ball, and I might pocket it. I got, I got family at home, chick. Ziggy might want that ball. Sorry, Techno. If, uh, if Herb Lawrence catches a foul ball, it's, he's just going to he's gonna look at it, and it's going to go right into a drawer when he gets home, and he'll never look at it or think about it again until his family is cleaning out his home after he's died. So that's how, how sentimental he is about that foul ball. And they so will sorry. throw it away immediately. <laughs> so sorry, kids. Uh, you're not getting a foul ball from Herb. Um, well, let's get to some of these roster moves that came down before the game because they are directly re- uh, reflective of the result tonight and some of the things that we had been talking about over the past couple of weeks or so. So the, the big one here, uh, T.A., on the IL for 10 days retroactive to the 29th. Matt Foster up in his place there. Um, this is weird. Like, it's good to be T.A. T.A. didn't even win the MVP award last year, but he gets superstar treatment, and rightfully so. Um, but he is going to be on the shelf for a little bit, and he's going to get uh, some rest here. So, Yeah, we spoke about it yesterday where we were thinking maybe they should have did this after Tampa, and had him miss the whole Toronto series and then come back healthy maybe for this series or the series after this in Kansas City. But whatever. The White Sox are up by multiple games, a double-digit lead in the Central. Yeah, Cleveland was tied when we left 3-3 three to three with the, uh, the Royals. So. And so I guess it's the time you can give extended rest, even though I don't think if we were in the playoffs or these games mattered where the White Sox needed to win or loss, it would count versus the division record, Tim, I think, would be playing. It's good to give 10 days rest to a guy that just needs it. He's played most of the year, had an injury, an actual injury early in the year. So give him the rest so when he comes back for the stretch drive into September, into October, he's fresh. I'm good with it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, just uh, it, it uh, you know, it, it. I they believe Tony, Coach Tony, and them. They believe that this will be, <laughs> this will be good enough, and he'll be ready to go after this is over. Um, and uh, they certainly need him. And the, the lineup, you know, if you don't believe what we've been saying all year, look at what this lineup's been doing. It looks, you know, all the firepower that you have in it, but you still don't have the tone setter at the top. Um, you know, making things easier for all the guys to come after him, um, and just to spark the energy that they're missing when he's not there. Uh, we 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 miss him, so hopefully he'll be back rested and uh, you know and uh, be ready for the postseason because that's what it's all about at this point. Um, another move to to go along. Billy Hamilton is back. Um, did not get in the game tonight, uh, but that is good. You, he's, you're going to need the, those legs and that glove come October, so he's back, and I think he's here to stay. And the other uh, move here that's really interesting is uh, Jake Lamb. It's me, Jake Lamb. Um, (laughs) Jake Lamb was DFA'd today, folks, and... Chris Tannehill didn't (laughs) shed a tear. Well, about that, so you tweeted... with with me saying that I was uh, I was I was not upset about this, and uh, there was way too many likes for my liking on that tweet. People are going to start to think that I really have a thing, and I'm anti Jake Lamb, but I am not. But uh, the, the the young man did a solid enough job while he was here. But uh, we agreed that at this point, with where the White Sox are at this year, there are other guys that could be more helpful to the team. One of those guys being uh, Gavin Sheets, who we will talk about in a second here. But uh, Jake Lamb, I think still, as, as Coach Tony said, he still has some good baseball left in him. He could probably play for a middling team and get a lot of at-bats and make a living there. But it was clear that his time with the White Sox, he's no longer useful, right? Yeah. I thought it was going to be 
Brian Goodwin, but I guess he has more versatility, and they like him a little bit more there as the fourth outfielder for the White Sox. So, yeah, I'm not too sad that Jake Lamb leaves. I'm surprised that he got DFA'd after being coming, what, he came off the IL earlier in August, and the first time in September he gets DFA'd for Gavin Cheats. I'm fine with it. I never really wanted Jake Lamb on the team anyways. I'm not sure if this is a Tony Rick Hahn struggle where Rick's like, I'm good. I'm, you had your guy. He wasn't good in August. Yeah. I think he OPS for like under 500. So he wasn't that great down the stretch run. Bye. Yeah. So, and then another interesting move, uh, Romy Gonzalez uh, came up from Charlotte today. And I was a little disappointed that he didn't crack the lineup in his first day up at the, at the sh- in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a nice job for the Charlotte Knights. He's a kid. He went to the U, 18-round pick in 2018. Uh, with a uh, slash line of 275, 357, and 525, good for an 882 mm. OPS with 23 bombs mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Um, and I would have liked to have seen him. You know, Leary had a really nice game tonight, and he made a couple of really nice plays defensively. But I would have liked to have seen this kid up there, especially with the off day tomorrow. Like, you know, get him in there. You know, I, I don't understand why we didn't see him, but that's an interesting name that maybe we could see uh, play some meaningful innings here in September as some of the other guys around the uh, the diamond get a little bit of rest. But, uh, were you, you know, I was hoping to see him tonight, weren't you? I mean, I usually think when you bring somebody up, especially for this is his major league debut today, will be his first time in the show, you usually like to, like to get the guy a little work. And it was very odd to see him not be in the starting lineup. I know Tony loves handedness, so it was a right-handed pitcher. No, it was a yeah, right-handed pitcher on the mound yeah. to start the game. So he had to have Lurie in the game, who's a switch hitter. So Romy is a right-handed hitter himself. So uh, they're looking for probably a left-handed opportunity, which I think in Kansas City he'll get his first opportunity to start either Friday or Saturday if the matchups uh, hold steady. I would love to see him, the kid because I didn't know who he was. I asked Mike Rankin today. I was like, well, who's this guy? Mike Rankin, who works at the score and for Future Sox. He says, we've been on him all year. He should be reading Future Sox, Herb. So, yes, <laughs> I should be reading Future Sox, and so should you. Yeah. He knew about the guy. He's been raving about him, and they're very happy that he got his opportunity. And whatever he can provide for the White Sox, especially in the stead of Tim Anderson, is a plus and for him congratulations from an 18 round pick to major league baseball is an awesome story as we pass the iconic signage of LaSalle flowers on uh, superior and LaSalle uh, one of the iconic Chicago signs boardwalk empire I believe that was featured in uh, but yeah just to give you an idea I'm kind of just driving around so we can do the show here uh, I could just go to Lakeshore Drive and then we could sit in front of Herb's house doing the show um, but we'll take a quick time out and we'll uh, we'll talk about the game tonight and some of the uh, things that transpired in said game and uh, we'll preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Herb and I will be hosting the Locked on White Sox room soon. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day.
Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports. I can't wait to join you guys on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown White Sox squad is ready. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, so the Sox are victorious here tonight, 6-3 to three over Pittsburgh. And one of the guys that got called back up, Herb, uh, after some of these moves today was none other than Gavin Sheets. And Gavin Sheets had a big night at the ballpark tonight with two home runs, including a three-run homer early on, which really, uh, I mean, it was the Gavin Sheets show <laughs> for the Sox, uh, the Sheets show, trademark it, put it on the shirts now, um, but, you know, it was nice to see him, and just in general, we talked about this guy being someone who you would like to see getting some meaningful at-bats in a, in a, in a push for division title, and it looks like he's now going to get those at-bats, and I was worried that, you know, he would be down in Charlotte wasting away a little bit, and I would like to see him in a role where he would get some pitch hit opportunities with the big league club, but he did not skip a beat, and this kid all year long has just taken advantage of every opportunity given to him, and uh, with two bombs tonight, he's uh, one of the main reasons the White Sox were victorious over the Pirates tonight. Yeah, and a, a true platoon system out there, either in out the outfield, right field, or at designated hitter, I would like to see him out there for the majority of the bats. He has shown a, a left-handed stick with some power that we haven't had except for Yasmani, who has been doing it as of late. But I like the stroke the kid has. I don't know who he worked on. I, he's been always a good slugging guy, but he seems like he's put it all it together as a major league baseball player i was very dismayed that he went down the first time i think it was in august that's when Luis robert came back we knew that he was probably the only option in that regard to go down they could have dfa'd jake lamb right there but he did had just came back like two or three days before that so yeah gavin cheats being back on this major league club i would love to see more at bats from him because i think he has more than what we got from Daniel Palk of that year where right. he just exploded on the scene. I think this is sustaining. Maybe he's not a White Sox for life, but he can help this 2021 White Sox team go fur- further, especially where rookie Andrew Vaughn has kind of seemingly hit a wall. So some of those designated hitters slash right field spots could go for Gavin Sheets, especially if you have a right-hander on the bomb. Yeah, I, you know, I think about the left-handed pop off the bench, and we've talked about that as something that you're going to need in the postseason. And, you know, I just I picture a scenario where you're, you're coming in against, like, a Houston or Tampa Bay, and they've got some of those right-handed arms coming at you with velocity, and how nice would it be to have a left-handed bat out there to, to help you out late in the game just to give you, you know, you're just looking for a guy to run into one one time. Well, he certainly can do that as he did it twice uh, here tonight. Um, Carlos Rodon, Herb, you know, we, we skipped a step here. Uh, Carlos Rodon goes five innings, gives up five hits, uh, one earned run, one walk, five strikeouts. Um, but, you know, they had him on a short leash. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Carlos Rodon tonight? He was good, real good. I liked what he was featuring. And Looked sharp early. Yeah. Um, he's still working back. I think it was his second start back from the IL. 
77 pitches tonight, five strikeouts. I think he had a walk, gave up one earn. I think they're just working him back and yeah. not overtaxing him. They have a lot of innings in the bullpen available, especially since Thursday is an off day for the White Sox. They had an off day also on Monday. So there was no reason to have him out there for extended amount of innings. They just wanted to see uh, him build himself up, see if he can do what he did before he got injured. And he looks much better than the guy that left and was kind of injured and needed a nice break. So he's got uh, the stuff, I think, is still there. And the slider, I don't know if I saw, you know, we're at the game, so we can't judge necessary break from the seats we we're at, but five strikeouts and five innings, that's pretty decent. That's pretty nice. I'll take it. Absolutely. So then uh, Ronaldo Lopez comes in and spells him for just, just one inning, uh, just trying to get him some work, uh, you know, riding the hot hand there and just trying to keep the positive momentum going. It's probably a bullpen day for him because yeah. he'll probably start in Kansas City one of these days. And then Aaron Bummer comes in for an inning, and he gets touched a little bit. He gave up a, a bomb there to uh, to our to our man, who I found out on the uh, thanks to Sox nerd on the jumbotron there uh, played a little football at uh, at Southern Miss. He threw for like 600 yards at Southern Miss. Uh, this kid for the Pirates, so he he hit one out against Bummer. Um, so you know, not a, we're looking to get Aaron Bummer back on track here. And you know, sorry guys, bad drivers here, and it ain't me. I'll tell you, Alford, that. you're talking about. Yeah, Alford. Yeah. So you know, he gives up the bomb to Alford, but then the interesting stuff happened after that. Uh, Tempura came in, and you know, he had pitched last night. Just two-thirds of an inning last night to bail out Lucas Giolito, who, by the way, is going to miss his next start. Uh, that you know, We skipped over that in the news segment here, but Lucas Giolito with that, uh, that hammy, he's going to probably uh, skip a start, but they don't anticipate him missing any longer than that. But uh, Tempura comes in and uh, a little, little shaky, but then the, the big uh, event of the evening here was Liam Hendricks coming on in the eighth inning. Uh, to get the uh, five-out save, yes, he forget, yes. came in for fi- the five-out save, and that was a little surprising to me. Uh, once again, because you know, again, they have the off day tomorrow, which is great and all, but instead of having Hendricks come in and, and, and finish off the eighth, they have Hendricks come back out for the ninth. And to his credit, he comes out there in the ninth inning uh, and gets him one, two, three right in the middle uh, to, to close out the game. But that was we talked about that as it was happening. We were waiting to see if Kimbrell was going to piggyback him, and he was not. It was kind of odd to me. He got the job done, but that's certainly not how I, I would have drawn it up. Me either. We just passed Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinder and Ravens. <laughs> we're just going right down Clark Street. And I think this is still Leakin Park, kind of. Yeah. But, yes, I was very perplexed about them bringing in Hendricks right there in the eighth. I know he has the multiple innings thing, and we love that. But are we ever going to have Craig Kimbrell in a situation just, hey, get those three, those two outs that you got Hendricks, and the ninth is Craig Kimbrell. Let him close it out. Like, when, when Liam's available, you just give Craig Kimbrell also a closing opportunity. It just seems weird, but, you know, it's an open day today, Thursday, so he will probably be available for Friday, even though he didn't pitch that many pitches when he was out there today. Let me look at the official box score, how many pitches that uh, Liam Hendricks threw today. He went 18 pitches, so, yeah, he didn't throw that many pitches. He's fine, but, yeah, I would love to see more of Craig Kimbrell, them working as a tandem. One day it's Kimbrell closing out. The other day it's Hendricks because it seems like they're not going to give 
uh, Liam, uh, they're not going to give Craig Kimbrell the uh, availability to be the all-time closer. This driver right here. What, is stri- what are we doing here, folks? We're we're driving by McDonald's uh, on Clark Street here, and uh, just, just stopping in the middle of the street, and you know, uh, and you know, no turn signal, no nothing. But, wow, it's dead over here. Just on Clark Street. Jerks. Uh, approaching the legendary Gramophone Records here, coming up soon. Uh, this used to be one of my favorite places to be back in the day. Chopping to get my vinyl is a great, great spot where I met my wife here, wow. where Stan's Donuts is uh, currently. It was a Jamba Juice before. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, love, love this neighborhood here. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's just kind of weird. This seemed like a slam dunk opportunity where you get out of the eighth relatively easy. I know Liam did give up uh, the inherited run there, but it would have been a good opportunity for Kimbrell to get an easy save as he's, he's climbing towards 400 saves. So uh, a quick note after we finish wrapping up the show, uh, Tony LaRusso spoke to the assembled media and said that Craig Kimbrell had a thing, but it wasn't with his arm and he was unavailable, but he's fine. So that was a thing that happened. So hopefully we'll have more information about that on Friday's show. A bit of strange tactic and uh, still, here we are. It's the September 1st here and we have not yet figured out the, 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 yeah, that's right. For Jose Abreu and his iPad uh, tonight. I don't know if you saw. We were at the games so we didn't see, but on social media, Jose Abreu uh, hoisting up the iPad in celebration on the dugout. That, that was very funny. Uh, but uh, any other thoughts about this game before we uh, take a time out here and talk about what's coming up tomorrow? It was just like, I think the fans knew that the Pirates are trash. Vanessa Hudgens was not there tonight. I, I checked to see. Cole, Cole Tucker uh, had a nice little night, but uh, Vanessa was not in the stands. Uh, so I can report that. At least she wasn't. At least she didn't say on Instagram she was there. And, and we were sitting right by Pirates Friends and Family section. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was Joe Freshgoods night. I had only a little bit of knowledge about Joe Freshgoods. It's a fashion thing. Maybe 10 years ago I would have been all over that. Uh, but it was cool to see people come out and support that because everyone was sporting the Joe Freshgoods, White Sox stuff, Mitchell and Ness stuff. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, just a, a Chicago fashion icon being celebrated on the south side. I thought that was cool. But go ahead. Sorry. I yeah, I saw that. I know what it was. I yeah. was saw a couple bobbleheads and he's some, collaborated with the Bears, I think, too. Some hats. Uh, last season, yeah. So you know, it's one of those things. Like you know, it's it's not for my, uh, not for someone like me. I'm not trying to stunt on the uh, on the moms and dads uh, at my kid's school. You know, like ten years ago with more disposable income, yeah, I probably been all over it because it's nice looking gear and you know, but uh, not for me. But uh, yeah, uh, it's the fans. You were saying. yeah, it was just good seeing the fans. I don't know if everybody felt like. It didn't feel like a playoff atmosphere because it's the Pirates, the Wednesday night game. The energy wasn't there, but it doesn't need to be there. It's the goddamn Pirates. So that was kind of my feeling of the game. That's what their their City Connect jerseys say. The goddamn the Pirates. The goddamn Pirates. <laughs> Down there. Um, <laughs> but I met a couple good people. Jermaine uh, met uh, him. Fetty. <laughs> met my guy Ned in line. It was all good. Seeing people. I think Kevin also said what's up. It was good seeing people out there. Our I don't man, know how they recognize me. Uh, yeah, how did they ever recognize you with your Lawrence jersey? Uh, we ran into our man with the Tributosaurus shirt. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Matt Spiegel's band, uh, so I had to stop him when we took a picture with him. But, yeah, it was a good time at the ballpark, and it's probably, in all likelihood, 
Um, and someone brought this to my attention when we announced that we were going to be on the score doing post-game shows. Like, oh, it sucks that you guys won't be able to be there in person for any playoff games. And I was like, oh, yeah. I should have thought about that. Um, so like, this probably be my last game of the regular season anyway, for sure, and probably the entire season. So I, mean, I was trying to soak it all in here tonight. So I, I did a good job of that. I didn't move much. Uh, just had a couple sausage and peppers and uh, no alcohol for your boy tonight. But If we have a afternoon home game, I have availability to at least, I think all the home games in the DS, I have availability in uh, the first come of my seats for the DS. So, yes, if it's an afternoon game, I have another seat. If Courtney doesn't come, you're invited. As we uh, thank you, as we pass by Houndstooth. One of those, Chris Ranji. One of the jaunts, uh, the uh, watering holes of Ranji and uh, Jake Peavy. And now it's an Alabama bar, so I think Peavy was there a lot back in the day. As we are in Wrigleyville right now, we'd be going down Clark. Um, Al's Beef. Uh, no, nah, I can't go for one of those right now. All right, well, <laughs> well uh, they're, deli- they're delicious, but uh, not after two sausage and peppers tonight. Sausage. I'll be uh, tooting, uh, tooting away tonight. All right, so we'll preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Don't you love freedom of choice? That's what we love about this country, right? Well, it's no different at BuiltBar.com. They have so many different delicious flavors for you to try. There's something for everyone. Every Built Bar fan that I know, they've got their different favorite flavors. I have mine. Herb has his. Mine, of course, German chocolate. Thankfully, I still have a surplus here from the last time I ordered them. I'm down about 25 pounds now. Thanks to our friends at Built Bar. I've been replacing a lot of those bad sugary snacks with Built Bars, and it's made all the difference. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and of course, German Chocolate. So if you haven't tried all these great flavors, great way to get introduced to something new is mix it in. Get a mixed box of Built Bars. That way you can try something new along with the flavors that you already love. So when you get the mixed box, you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And best of all, they're not only delicious, they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and just four to five grams of net carbs per built bar all delicious all good for you order today built bar the official protein bar of u.s track and field go to builtbar.com and use our promo code lock 15 and that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at DirecTV. Welcome aboard, DirecTV. Does this sound familiar to you guys out there? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally Get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Direct TV, get your TV together compatible device required content varies by package the odd week continues herb and we've got two more shows left to do and with this uh thursday 
off day here. It's an odd opportunity here, so you know we could do a lot of things, but the old fail-safe is we can empty out the old mailbag. Um, and how can the uh, Lockdown White Sox podcast listeners get a hold of us if they want to contribute? So what, what, I, what I mean is... You know, what are we going to do? Like, there are things that I wanted to post to her, the questions, big picture stuff that I uh, mentioned on yesterday's show. But uh, if you guys have any questions for us, we'd like to hear those. It's a, it's really a nice way to connect with you guys uh, during the off day um, as these people in Wrigleyville just have no interest in uh, looking before they walk. Um, but, yeah, how can the Lockdown White Sox podcast listener uh, send us an email or a voicemail to be read on the program? We're on Sheffield right now, right behind Wrigley Field. Right behind right His here. shrine. Yeah. Right there's Harry. It's terrible. 312. Hey, it's Murphy's. 566 <laughs> is the way you can leave us a voice message or lockedonsocks at gmail.com for emails. Yeah, Wrigley, it's fine. It's not that great, though. You guys all know that. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then we got the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Sox begin another road trip here. And I don't like doing shows on Friday night, um, but I think that we'll have, we have no other choice uh, at this point, uh, which is fine. Holding um, us hostage. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a pretty good run here of not missing any shows, so let's might as well keep that going. But a mailbag certainly would help, and uh, we appreciate if you guys can reach out. But uh, I think that's all I got tonight, Herb, as we this is really impeccable timing here. We're close to your house. So that's all I got. A fun night at the ballpark. It was good seeing everyone, and thank you once again for your tickets. But uh, that's all I got tonight, Herb. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23. And our show is at Locked On Socks, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Go and subscribe there. Maybe you can be our Locked On Socks prize recipient. For Chris Tannehill, I'm Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this special edition where we're Sit, driving. Sitting in my car. We're driving. Talking to you. <laughs> Slick Rick in the house, yeah. Yeah. Holiday Club we just passed by. That's right. Thank you for listening to Locked On Socks. <laughs>